Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. Jessica Hutchings is a Kaupapa Maori research leader trained in the fields of environmental and indigenous studies. Jessica is also a Hua Parakori farmer on a small family farm and a devotee and teacher of Ashtanga Yoga. We asked Jessica how she got into a line of work. So my name is Dr. Jessica Hutchings. Uh, I come from the tribes of Ngaitahu and Ngāti Huirapa in the South Island of New Zealand. So Māori descent on one side and Indian descent on the other from Gujarat in India. Um, I uh, am trained in environmental studies um, and am a kaupapa Māori researcher, so a decolonising researcher in the areas of Māori food sovereignty, food security, cultural and intellectual property rights, and really about the restoration of our environment through the restoration of Indigenous rights. So I'm a founding trustee of a trust called Kapa Whakaritoritoa Charitable Trust, and our founding purpose is to... um, deliver education, research and practice uh, that uplifts Māori food sovereignty in the Hua Parakori, which is the Māori Indigenous verification system for what we call kai atua or pure food. I've always, uh, you know, like most Indigenous peoples or, um, you know, most human beings have, have a very strong connection to the land. And so that's something that I can remember in my vibration as a child and have very strong uh, memories of feeling really alive in the Ngāhere in the bush um, and um, being able to connect, I suppose, across different realms um, and to have a reverence of wanting to be a co-creator and a co-nurturer with nature, uh, never to work above or, um, you know, um, against her. And so really I think it's a spiritual journey. Um, my practice and my connection with the Ngāhere or with um, the landscapes is really through my own spiritual awareness and understanding of who I am in relation to our atua, our deities as Māori, um, uh, and all of the personifications in the natural in the natural world. Now, Hura Parakori is a kaupapa Māori indigenous system and framework for growing kai, or product and food, developed by Tiwaka Kaiora. Jessica told us how Hua Parakori differs from organic farming. One of the, you know, thing I'm very passionate about is uplifting alternate ways of doing agriculture that restores Indigenous wisdom. And what the Hua Parakori is, it's the first Indigenous um, system for verifying organic. So, you know, you could understand it if you use English language as a Māori organic um, certification system or verification system. But we don't talk about Māori organics because that's, I suppose, leaning over into those Western frameworks. We talk about hua parakori, which is about hua meaning uh, product um, and parakori mean, meaning free from harm or free from waste. So it's a pure product. It's what our elders would talk about as a system to produce kaiatua, 
food that is from the deity, from the gods, for the gods. Um, so we're growing kaiatua food in its purest form, which means food in its most natural spiritual state. Um, so food that is coming from land free from pesticides, organic chlorines, you know, nitrogen fertilizers, herbicides, GMOs, nano. Um, uh, you know, nanotechnologies. Um, so it's really about growing food in a way that our ancestors used to grow food and reconnecting with our divine senses as Indigenous peoples. In Aotearoa, New Zealand, we have four organic um, verification systems in operation. And we only have a population of five million people. Um, organics is nowhere as big um, as it is in um, the EU. Um, but nevertheless, it is a growing um, market. But with four organic systems in New Zealand, not one of them is Indigenous and not one of them allowed Māori producers to be able to tell our own Indigenous stories about producing kaiatua or pure food, um, who are parakuri food. And so that's what our system does, is that it enables and allows Māori organic um, producers who are parakuri producers to be able to tell our Indigenous story and practices um, of food production. And so I've been who are parakuri verified for about 11 years now at the farm. And it's and before that I was um, organic certified um, with um, Western Organics, White, Organ- uh, White Organic Standard. And as soon as I became who are parakuri verified, I dropped the um, Western Organic Standard because for me, I was able to express my values um, and have them recognised and um, in a system that is truly led by Indigenous people. So it's very exciting and it's very exciting that they're, you know, Indigenous solutions in a time of climate crisis, of global, you know, massive global soil loss. We've got 60 harvests left according to the FAO um, globally. Um, because of the degradation of our soil. So we really need to think about other forms of regenerative organic uh, agriculture and food production, and the Hua Parakuri um, is a pathway for doing that. So, yeah, very exciting. We also asked Jessica to tell us about the relationship that Maori has with their lands and territories. Yeah, so... Um, you know, the majority of Māori land was, um, majority of Māori land has been lost and confiscated, uh, stolen and thieved. And so Māori people are generally dislocated um, from their land. It's either, um, you know, if you think about the size of New Zealand and take the standpoint of all of Aotearoa, all of New Zealand being Indigenous lands, um, all of our sub-tribes um, have had their land holdings um uh, stolen from them, we dislocated from them. So what that means, um, you know, for Māori is that we have different experiences, diverse realities of our connection and our relationships with our whenua or with our land. And so you often hear Māori being described, or in our language we talk about tangata whenua, people of the land. And so it's an indivisible um, relationship between Māori and the land. Uh, we can say, you know, ko papatua nuku kei kora, ko papatua nuku hoki. Um, papatua nuku Earth Mother I greet uh, out there, but I also too am a personification of Earth Mother. So, you know, we are the land, we are the waterways, um, we are the deities, and uh, it's an indivisible connection, which with it comes obligations 
uh, to care for and to uplift what we would describe as the mana or the authority or the prestige of um, of the modi or the life essence um, of the land and of the environments. In the um, process, in the periods of colonisation in Aotearoa, the settler governments, um, you know, locked up uh, the remaining forests that were um, that were left after. Uh, settler practices burnt off the majority of native forests in New Zealand. We're one of the most deforested countries in the world, which is hard to believe when you come here and you do have that opportunity to see our forests and our conservation estate. But our whole whenua was forested. Um, and so now we have invasive species uh, that are riddled throughout the conservation estate in New Zealand. And we have indigenous peoples, Māori tribes, being locked out of their food sources, out of their areas where uh, they would, or their ancestors, their tūpuna, would have traditionally hunted. And, you know, as we know, when you lock in indigenous peoples or remove the right of indigenous peoples to be able to access their biodiversity and their food sources and their ngāhere and their forests and their waterways because waterways are contaminated in the oceans because they've been overfished, um, then you actually have a really serious impact on the well-being of Indigenous knowledge within those communities. So there's an urgency from Māori people for the government to do so much more than what's it, than what it is doing. Like most Indigenous communities, we have so many needs across so many areas, um, and environment and conservation, the restoration of Indigenous knowledge through active participation in conservation um, estates, you know, um, in, in forest management, in pest um, mitigation. Um, is something that we, you know, really wanting to do, but it's a competing priority with healthcare, COVID response, um, education. Uh, we've got rising CPI um, over here. Um, we've got a massive food um, crisis in New Zealand and a poverty crisis that is impacting on Māori and Pacifica communities disproportionately, of course. Um, so there's a myriad of issues of which this is one of them. And, you know, our people, Māori people, Māori communities are working really hard across many different spheres and domains to be able to make an impact. Huaparakori has now become a movement that is growing internationally. Jessica told us how prominent Huaparakori is abroad. Yeah. So yeah, the Hua Parakore is a movement. It was um, started really in 2000 with a really big hui or a meeting of Māori, a tribal meeting in a tribal meeting house um, to come together to talk about uh, GMOs and also too to talk about the need for some type of way to be able to recognise Māori food production uh, that was natural, that was organic, but within a Māori cultural context. So um, it's garnered so much support uh, since it's been developed, and mainly because the leaders and the elders that have led this movement, and sadly who have now passed on and left the movement in a whole new generation's hands, um, uh, they were charismatic and they had a vision and they had a knowing that um, and a 
they had a knowing and an um, unfettered belief to be able to stand up and to make a call on GMOs, on you know pesticides and herbicides, on healthy um, healthy food for our people, on keeping our traditional medicines free of pesticides and, and chemicals. So, um, you know, it started 20 years ago, but I think now in the time of COVID and a pandemic, um, the interest has really peaked in New Zealand for Māori communities. Um, around food and around organic food and around having sovereignty over our foodscapes, whether or not you're ur- in urban or rural areas. And so we've seen a huge increase in the movement in the last couple of years since COVID. And in fact, we just had a big online gathering where we had over 700 um, people interested. And so that was um, a gathering around Māori soil and food resiliency and thinking about how, you know, what are the different ways that you can restore Māori food communities. And there's fantastic initiatives happening and I'm really inspired with what's going on in different Māori communities around the country. And they're really diverse and, you know, some of them are working rurally and some of them in urban spaces and some of them are well-funded and some aren't. But it's the expression of Māori people returning to grow food for our own people uh, that is a really important turn, I suppose, in, in, in practising Māori food sovereignty. And so the huaparakori system is seen, um, you know, one way that Māori communities are seeing it is as a pathway for food sovereignty and for food security. And, uh, you know, this is a new discourse, I suppose, for Māori communities. It wasn't something that you heard us talk about 20 years ago, the notion of food sovereignty. Like I said, there's many competing demands for um, Indigenous attention. Um, but now it's something that um, our people all across the island, you know, um, are talking about, yeah. For more on Jessica Hutchings, visit jessicahutchings.org. And for more on the rights of Indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook and Twitter.